hadn't thought of a cold open at all because I wasn't expecting it to really? be. Well, I wasn't. I wasn't expecting today. I wasn't expecting to get kidnapped and thrown into a random hotel room by a by a crazed fan. So here's Kayla and I with Annie Wilkes. <laughs> I know the resemblance is strong. <laughs> <laughs> no, for for uh, for the sake of explanation. Hey, everybody, it's David. Uh, Kayla's here too. Hi. And uh, we are all we are both sitting in the hotel room of our good friend uh, Patrick, aka Prasicor, <laughs> who is actually a Velociraptor. That's true. That's true. Feathers and all. Wouldn't it sound like or like something? Like- you think in Jurassic Park? It's absolutely impossible to. Um, with human vocal cords, recreate those sound effects. Trust me, I tried. <laughs> when I was like eight, I like tried to memorize what each call means. <laughs> that sounds like me as a kid trying to study Greek mythology and memorize all the uh, Greek gods and goddesses and then the Roman names. Because <laughs> I was a fucking weirdo at eight years old. Something, know, that's pretty, something that's nobody rad. here can relate to, I'm sure. <laughs> that's pretty rad, honestly. I mean, why not? I mean, I, I didn't know that when I was eight years old. I knew the Greek names, and then I kind of knew the Roman names for some of them. It wasn't hard, because, like, the planets uh, were all basically Roman names or Greek gods, and it was just like, oh, okay, Mercur- yeah. Mercury is um, Hermes, and uh, Mars is Ares, da-da-da-da-da. And Batman is Bruce Wayne. Yes. Pluto is a dog. Pluto is a dog, but not a planet. I like how I, Pluto is a puppy, not a not a planet. I like how Pluto is actually Hades, the god of dead, and basically Hades just gets screwed over in the end. As always, yeah. poor Hades got screwed over so much in Greek mythology, and then he's he the gets only... screwed over again because every time he's portrayed now, he's always evil. And yeah, he's not even an evil yeah guy. that's not fair. He's the, he's the he, again the most sympathetic character in the whole Greek canon. Yep, honestly. as as, true. T- as TV tropes put it, we, we are all sadly myth. Taken. Ah! But anyway, uh, why why are we here? Um, How did we get here? We're here. Why is it? Because you guys don't check your drinks as regularly as you should. Oh, that explains it. Well, ever since uh, well, I just trusted whoever made my drink ever since uh, Dead Palette made us those great mojitos. That's true. Yeah. Well, at least we weren't kidnapped by someone nefarious. That's true. That's you are in good hands, my friend. Says you. <laughs> well, I mean, it all started really when you uh, should see the hotel sex dungeon. <laughs> there's crazy. a sex dungeon. Yes, I want to go now. Why am I not? Why wasn't I kidnapped and taken there? We were at a thing with a sex dungeon. <gasps> that was. Oh awesome. no! So or more like a, a, a ultra light BDSM corner. That was. That awesome. was basically all it was. Well, oh, we went to this uh, masquerade ball called uh, Yes Endless Night. And when we got there, it was kind of boring at first. We were just kind of, because it's like, there's hardly any music. and There's no ballroom music. I was actually hoping it was going to be like a proper masquerade ball. Mm-hmm. But it was just kind of a dance. Like with, you know, techno. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just... Well, you can't ballroom dance to that? Well, you could, but... Nobody was ballroom dancing to it. At the time, Losers. no one was dancing, period. Yeah. So then we're like waiting around, and then we go downstairs, and all of a sudden, we see a dominatrix setting up her uh, whips and um, paddles, paddles, and then all of a sudden, there on the corner, a half naked woman is being um, uh, ro- like a 
Suspended? Bon- sus- mm, like her hands are being. Uh, She's being like handcuffed to. Um, like a, a bar. Yeah, like above her head. As uh, this guy is bonding her. Or uh, putting uh, rope around her and tying her up very professionally. See, we we were watching and we were just like, "Well, now are we having fun? Are we yeah. having fun?" And actually, you could go up. Um, like any of the people can go up and be, I kid you not, uh, whipped by this dominatrix. Hold on, let me get a pen. <laughs> What's the address of this place again? Uh, you'll just want to find the Endless Night Vampire Ball. Endless Night Vampire. Ball. I am not actually writing this down. <laughs> Yet he's still he's still pantomiming oh. it anyway. That's how yeah. dedicated he is to his craft. The one Ooh. I did not get, I did not do that. However, there was a guy that brought out the um this uh, electric sex machine that like um would give electric pulses. So I was like, okay, I'll test it out because it turns out like that a machine like that would be about three hundred bucks, and I'm oh, like, okay, I probably would never, <laughs> I would never be able to buy this shit. So David, I, Christmas. <laughs> I want a three hundred dollar electric shock machine. I so that he he put it on my arm and hand, and I was like, oh, this just feels like getting tattooed. It's not that bad. <laughs> oh, there you go. Some people that's right. I I mean, I have tattoos, so it's like, eh. so for other people, they'd be like, ah, no. <laughs> well, I was gonna just gonna say uh, Patrick was in the area and he contacted us, letting us know. We were like, hey, why well, you know, we'll, we'll come drop by, pay you a visit while while you're around. And uh, so far, California's been treating you okay? It has been. Um, I haven't been killed. Good. Um, <laughs> mugged? Mugged. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah, you, you're, you're solid. He's not a ghost. Ugh, <laughs> oh, so many headaches. Um, yeah, so I basically just... Oh, there you go. I'm listening. Carry on. <laughs> Nothing's happened, people. Um, I roped these two, and I kidnapped them, basically, um, and said, we're going to do an episode of Undercooked Analysis, or I will do something unspeakable. Well, well, as we were driving up here, we saw a giant minion staring at us, and I don't even... It, considering their close proximity we have to minions, I don't even want to think of what the unspeakable is, but it probably involves that. Yep. So, it, was, it was funny. We were driving up, and he sees this huge minion face appear over one of the parking lots, and he's yelling, We're leaving! We're leaving! We're leaving! Yeah, I almost turned around and went home. And if anybody's wondering why there's giant minions outside my hotel, it's because I'm right next to Universal Studios. In yep. case you couldn't figure that out. Yep. So, uh, knowing uh, knowing Prasikor's particular interests, and anybody who knows him knows he's got a very specific set of interests. Not that that's a problem, because I do too. Uh, <laughs> as does Kayla. Um, we're Says trying you, to, we I have a variety of interests, but whatever. We tried to track down a dinosaur creepypasta. Wait, I thought my interest was foot fungus, but okay. <laughs> well, you could have fooled me. <laughs> So I mean they're interchangeable, really. <laughs> and uh, dinosaur foot fungi, fung, fungi. I mean dinosaurs probably had foot fungus. Those are some big toes. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> okay, that's an image I'm never gonna get out of my brain. <laughs> you know what they say about big feet? Uh, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> then okay. you wear big cleats. <laughs> oh. Anyway, so we, uh, I recall uh, this story being pitched to me. I believe, and I could. This is off the top of my head. I believe by skillfully. I it might have. I wouldn't. I could be wrong, guys. Dedicated listeners, if one of you was the one who pitched a story to me and it wasn't skillfully, 
remind me because I should you should get credited for this. Uh, but and I'm going to say I'm going to unduly say it was Skell Flea. So, and if you all come forward and turn this into some sort of Spartacus bullshit, none of you are getting credit. <laughs> <laughs> but the story is called Sombrero Wearing Dinosaur. Yep. And I have no idea what it's going to involve yet. Well, so, I know one thing it's going to involve. Um, theoretically, it's going to involve a very heavily anthropomorphized banana yellow theropod of some kind wearing a brown hat which may or may not be a sombrero i bet it's a human sized sombrero but it's really small in its head that's uh, true that's true you know those are we're talking huge sombreros that is an amazing picture to associate with a creepypasta yep which i'm sure will be the youtube image so you'll be able to judge for yourself mm-hmm. the the paleo artistic merit of this particular life restoration of this particular tetanurin um you know, theropod <laughs> all right so uh, uh so let's begin let's go sombrero wearing dinosaur who wants to go first well i think clearly our tormentor should go first <laughs> yep that's me um diddly diddly <laughs> <laughs> Nothing at all. Nothing, Nothing at, at all. all. Nothing at all. Stupid sexy Flanders. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, okay. Billy woke up in the middle of the night, awakened by one of his usual nightmares. But this time, they were worse. Instead of seeing them die, he was the one who killed them. Cold sweat rolled down his forehead. His eyes were wide open. They felt like he couldn't. He hadn't closed them in hours. That's an ominous opening paragraph. That is actually really ominous. I like it. Me too. Them. Hmm. It's not- giant ants. <laughs> them! Them! <laughs> the nightmare played in his head all over again like someone just uh, pressed re- the rewind button and played it again from the beginning. Billy's hands felt frozen like pitchforks, shaking, trying to get a grip onto something. His eyes just stared blankly at the blankets covering his legs. When the nightmare slowly faded back into his mind, he raised his head slowly and right in front of his bed saw a big yellow T-Rex wearing what seemed to be a pretty big but tight for his size sombrero. He was pretty small for a T-Rex, but it was still big nonetheless. His head touched the ceiling and he had his tail wrapped around him on the floor. It was too big for the room. Okay, I'm just okay. going to say uh, right here, uh, T-Rex is improperly... Um... This isn't how you do it. So they have it T, capital T, dash, capital R, E, X. Nope. Capital T, period, space, lowercase r, E, X, all italicized. This is the standard for all scientific names. So fuck you, um, whoever you are. Well, I'm assuming this is a kid. Oh, maybe. (laughs) Billy's, well, T-Rex looks better on the page here maybe i don't know five-year-old patrick would not have stood for this. <laughs> i don't think i don't think adult patrick can stand for this either so immediately adult okay Patrick's so gonna cut a bit. so we're gonna go ahead and go just go to our freshest rating uh i guess that's zero eggs out of a nest <laughs> well see, see seeing as how there are this there don't appear to be any feathers on this particular t-rex i'm gonna go with um Zero characters out of a cladogram. My question is, how many T-Rexes are yellow, though, wearing sombreros? I don't know. <laughs> exactly. This is this is, a, this is an imaginary T-Rex, as far as we know. It's just standing there. Billy tried to scream, but suddenly something hit him in the head like a hammer. If the hammer was real, it would have been blown Billy's head to bits. Damn. It's a gunpowdered hammer. 
Heck, the image of his wall covered in blood, brains, and bits of his of head was already on his mind. The image stayed for a couple seconds before his mind focused back on the dinosaur. <laughs> Billy has quite the imagination. <laughs> Vivid, violent imagination where hammers blow people's brains out like revolvers. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Alex Cheney. <laughs> Internet done. fixation, Arland Chorn Chutney. <laughs> I, I just learned that... Um, uh, Alan's re- name was supposed to be Alfonso. <laughs> I was so I was like, oh man, Alfonso Cheney. He was going to be named that Alfonso. Been amazing. Alf, Alf, Alphonse Cheney. And then instead, he got his grandfather's uh, name, Alan. And even I was, like, he would have, he and his brother Edward would have tried to revive, <laughs> you know, perform forbidden alchemy at some point. Yeah, Metal Alan. It would, well, his name is Alphonse, not Alfonso. I like but, uh, Alphonse, Alfonso, whatever. Close enough. You have an amazing paragraph coming up. Are you ready? I know. This is the stuff of literature legend. A dinosaur Billy could swear he had met before. Whoa, what plot twist. The dinosaur leaned forward. Billy could feel the dinosaur's warm breath on his face. Billy could now make out more details from the sombrero. It was made with light brown felt. It had a, crim- a crimson and white floral pattern on the sides and the top, with shiny gold-colored glitter on the white of the on the white spots. Tonight, the part of Mister Illiterate will be played by David King. Ha ha! You know that's the thing is, whoever's here, someone has to take on the mantle. There's not one Mister Illiterate. Mister Illiterate is whoever takes the persona. Well, it's like Batman. Yeah. You know, we yeah. have the Adam West Batman. We have the Christian Bale, Batman. We have different Mr. Literates. Usually it's uh, Dead Palette whenever... Dead Palette is the... Dead Palette is the Adam West Mr. Literate. Literate. He's the definitive Literate. And then I'd say I'm the... uh, It switches between you and I. You're the Val Kilmer. Mr. Literate. Ouch. Uh, That means Kale is the Christian Bale. uh, Oh, yeah. And Alan Cheney? Well, Alan is the Kevin Conroy... I was going to say, there you go. Well, well, wait, wait a minute, does that mean he's really illiterate or really not illiterate? <laughs> now, here's my question. Which one is, what's that? I mean? am vengeance. I am the knight. I can't read that sign. <laughs> my question is, is uh, Slime Beast then the uh, uh, Michael Keaton or the George uh, George Clooney? Oh, God. Oh, God. Who's I want to give Slime Beast Michael Keaton. Yeah. All right. So Nick, Nick Nocturne can be the George, George Clooney. That's oh harsh. Do cats have nipples? Bats do, apparently. <laughs> apparently. Well, the, wait, then who's the um, who's the Ben Affleck? Oh, Ben Affleck would be uh, uh, Nick Nocturne. Oh, Ben Affleck. Yeah. Okay. So then who's the George Clooney? It's the dinosaur. Why don't we keep going? Yeah. <laughs> The, the dinosaur stared at Billy for almost a full minute. Billy was surprised to find that he was not only af- that he was not only not afraid. David, the title he was not just, only not afraid. The title just passed right before my eyes. Of the dinosaur, but he kind of felt safe around him. The dinosaur opened his mouth and spoke. Oddly enough, his mouth was not moving as he talked. It was like someone was inside the dinosaur and was talking from inside. Oh, Barney is a dinosaur from our imagination. I gotta say, though, I, I can definitely relate to the comfort of 
being in the same room as a dinosaur. That that's something I can relate to. It's but, good on you, Billy. Yeah, but the wording of this is kind. I know of... you've been in the same room as several dinosaurs, just oh. in various states of not existing anymore. Because <laughs> if anyone's ever been in a room with a bird, you should know how this feels. Kayla, Tippy Hedron. Ah. Technically, you are in a room with a bird. Remember, the Artistry Podcast is by Canary T. Robot. Oh, whoa. Segwayed right back to the Mesozoic. There we go. You're Q. No, I'm Y. (laughs) Read the story. Oh, God. (laughs) You okay, Daddy? Oh, this is Danny on the Dinosaur. Oh. Asked the dinosaur with a deep voice, which, oddly enough, sounded more human than anything else. Denver, the last dinosaur. (laughs) Wait, wait, I'm not sure of this sentence. Which, oddly enough, sounded more human... So any, more human than anything else about the dinosaur, or more human than, than most anything humans. in the universe. I'm wow, not, this dinosaur is the most human. human. Okay, I, I'm not going to wa- lie. The wording in this is really... I'm still trying to figure yeah. out what's going on. Well, yeah. okay, it's not hard to figure out what's going on, David. Basically, this kid has just woken up and sees a fucking dinosaur in his bed. Wait a minute. Wasn't the kid named... Wait a minute. One second. Oh, wasn't wait, the, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, wasn't the, the kid's kid named, named Billy? Di- it was Billy. Yeah. Now he's Danny. Oh, you're right. Oh my god, they just slipped that right under Danny, us. Danny Danny nodded slowly as he dragged his <laughs> Wait a minute, did the name actually change? Yeah, the yeah. name just changed. <laughs> what the Wait a minute. <laughs> Danny nodded slowly as he dragged his knees up to his chest and then wrapped his arms as a typo. And, and the, the wrapped his arms around them, eyeing the dinosaur hoping he was here to help. The dinosaur raised his head and then slowly looked at the digital clock sitting on Danny's nightstand. The clock shined the number 625 on its screen. The dinosaur turned its head to Danny, then spoke again. Oh, I just realized this is a thing. Watch. Nightmares again? You should go back to sleep, Teddy. Oh. Ooh. Oh, wow. What does this mean? I think it's like switching. This is playing out across several different um, timelines. Oh. Oh. Maybe. This dinosaur, he's got a routine. Mm Mm-hmm. Is this me? Yes. Yeah. Nightmares again? Oh, no, 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 the next one. Oh, but damn it, I'm sorry. (laughs) Teddy shook his head quickly as he unfolded his legs slowly and said, I'm afraid of the nightmares. I like how he he shook his head quickly but unfolded his legs slowly. (laughs) I'm afraid of the nightmares. He said in what sounded more like a whimper. The dinosaur looked around the room and his tail slammed against one of the nightstand's legs, knocking it over. Neither the boy or the dinosaur cared. Uh, Not even his... Not even his who were parents, wait, not, not even, even his, his who were parents sleeping next door noticed the sound. And the Oscar goes to... <laughs> that's, again, that's not, you know, the story is the George Clooney Mr. Illiterate. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. It's the really story, sombrero-wearing dinosaur, or the author, is the George Clooney Mr. Illiterate. Okay. What's your name? T- oh, wait, it's uh, the boy... What's your name? Teddy asked for, as the dinosaur looked at the toy sitting on Teddy's shelf. The dinosaur stared blankly at a teddy bear on the shelf as he spoke. Oh, God. A reading that's weird. No, you're too. I am terrible at this. Don't you remember my name? We used to be good friends. Steve. 
Billy, Dan. hi out there. It's me, Steve. Have you seen Have you seen my dinosaur? There he is. Dinosaur clue began to. Except this one's yellow, not blue. Yeah, that's true. Welcome. Steve blinked, not remembering being friends with any dinosaur, but that might explain why he felt the way that way with Jerry. Yes, Jerry, he remembered now. My head hurts. Mine too. What's the deal with <laughs> dinosaurs? It's Jerry, right? Steve asked as he crawled to the other end of his bed slowly. The dinosaur looked over and nodded with a smile at his uh, on his reptilian lips. He then turned around holding a teddy bear with the name Joshua on it. Why do all these sentences end with um, like a colon? That's true. They, they do. Is, either something deliberate's going on here, or uh, the, not the greatest tell. section of punctuation. I'm. I, this is a surreal story this so is far. And I, I am having trouble distinguishing what's genuinely wrong and what's just like really trippy I, that we haven't caught up yet. I do think some of the wording is actually mistakes. Oh, that's true, definitely. Yeah, that's just grammar error, but it, it is strange. I'm kind of curious to uh, see what Smile and his reptilian lips clearly based on the study that came out a few months ago um, saying that dinosaur teeth were most likely sheathed in some sort of soft tissue. So uh, brownie points for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> This one is yours. I know. I'm just I'm trying to figure who's speaking. Is it Jerry? Jerry. Okay. Yeah, the dinosaur. Oh, okay. <laughs> Gotta get the dinosaur voice. This one is yours, right? Jerry handed it over to Joshua, who hopped off the bed, almost tripping over the dinosaur's tail. Once Joshua got back his balance, he nodded and took it, squeezing it in a hug. Can we play a game? Joshua smiled softly to him. The dinosaur returned the smile and nodded. They both sat on the ground and played with Joshua's toys. Joshua played as the teddy bear, and Jerry played as the man in the jacket with a knife in the right hip pocket. They both made jokes and laughed as they played. Yeah, this is getting cryptic. The shit? Then they play checkers. Joshua was the black ones, and Jerry the red ones. Then they played robbers and cops. Joshua was the cop, and Jerry was the robber. Then they played firefighters. Joshua was the firefighter, and Jerry was the knife. Then they played superheroes. Joshua was a superhero and Jerry the multiple stab wounds. What the shit? Then they played knights and dragons. Joshua was the gun and Jerry the bullet piercing the skull. They played checkers. Susan was the dead body. Jerry was the father. Finally, they played hide and seek in Susan's bedroom. Susan was the sin. Jerry was the broken glass. What is happening? They kept playing until it was time for Susan to get ready for school. He heard the door of her parents' bedroom open and the steps of someone walking towards her bedroom. Susan pet... Wow, periods. Um, Yeah, there's no periods. (laughs) Yeah, it's all... (laughs) Commas. Susan panicked. The room was a mess. Toys were all over the floor. And there was the dinosaur. She quickly turned to the dinosaur and... I just want to point out, that's three lines, no period. That, that was all one sentence. Yeah, that... Mm-hmm. And that's that. this is the definition of a run-on sentence. He was gone. Billy's... Oh, we're back to Billy now. Billy's mother opened the door and frowned at the sight of all the toys lying on the floor. After a good scolding and some breakfast, Billy was ready for school. Billy... 
oh my god these are all commas Billy stood in front of the entrance door, waiting for his mother to bring the, his favorite Donald Duck winter hat from his room. She quickly ran downstairs with the hat in hand. She gave it to Billy as she opened the door. The bus was about to arrive at any moment. Outside the front lawn, the front lawn, outside the front lawn looked completely white due to all the snow covering it, except for a spot with yellow snow. His father was trying to cover with more so. I think I know what's going on here um, because we have a dinosaur in the story. Obviously, periods haven't evolved yet. (laughs) Commas are like a sort of transitional fossil in between um, successful ways to finish a sentence. That's exactly what the writer was thinking. So this is a maybe early Cretaceous creepypasta then? Um, I'm going to go with, um, yeah, early Cretaceous, so maybe, no, no, it's more late Cretaceous, so like early Maastrichtian. Okay. Late Companion, something like that. Seems fair. I'm sure the one person out there laughing is feeling so great about themselves right now. That asshole, Lucas, took a piss drunk on our lawn this morning again, the father said to his wife between growls of anger and tiredness. Billy was about to walk out when his mother got in his way. She dropped on her knees and gave Billy a little kiss on the cheek. I'm sorry I scolded you, honey, but you can't mess your room like that, she stared into his eyes. I hope I was not too harsh on you. Was it one of your nightmares again, she said, concerned? It's never a good thing when a mother drops to her knees to kiss her son. Billy shook his head. What a lying prick. Okay. (laughs) This is just a series of disjointed thoughts. Yeah, what what is this? Okay. I'm not sure if it's good or not. Uh, Meanwhile... The father had the idea of following that asshole of, of Lucas next time he took a piss and slam it. <laughs> Not Lucas the asshole, but Lucas's actual asshole. That asshole of Lucas. Lucas's damn sphincter. Okay, is the dialogue supposed to be this disjointed too? Is this whole thing just supposed to create a huge sense of confusion? I can't tell if the right, this is the writer's intention or not. It's so yeah. weird. I, you know, it's kind of throwing me out because of the child perspective. Um, so maybe trying to... But kids aren't... I mean, unless this kid has, like, severe ADHD, kids aren't this disjointed. Okay, good. Oh, anyway, the following that asshole of Lucas next time he <laughs> took a piss and slammed his head with the shovel over and over until his brain scattered all over the white snow like painting on black canvas, on a black canvas, then take a smoke while sitting on his dead body. The image flashed through his head. A little smile showed on his face, but again, it was just an idea. Billy got on the bus and the day unfolded like any other day. The bus drove down the lane. The sky had not a single cloud and the sun shined so much that the snow was almost able to blind someone. The bus stopped right in front of Billy's house. Period. There it is. We've reached the Cenozoic people. (laughs) He hopped off the bus carefully not to miss a step and fall, then made his way to the house. He stopped by the doorstep and rang the doorbell. Is, should that be rung the doorbell? Is ring the yeah, doorbell? it should be rang or rung the doorbell. I would say rang the doorbell. Okay. His mother opened the door and smiled down to Billy, who proceeded to walk in. Rewind! The bus drove down the lane. The sky had a bunch of clouds, but the sun shined so much that the snow was almost able to blind someone. The bus stopped right in front of Billy's house. He hopped off the bus carefully, not to miss a step, and fall on his face, then made his way to the house. He stopped by the doorstep and rang the doorbell. His mother opened the door and stared down at Billy, who proceeded to walk in. Rewind! It looks like we're all going to get a chance to savor this beautifully constructed paragraph. 
The bus drove down the lane. The sky had plenty of clouds, but the sun shines. It's shown. Shined so much that the snow was able to blind someone. The bus stopped right in front of Billy's house. He hopped off the bus carefully, not to miss a step, and fall on his face and bleed on the clean sidewalk. Jesus. Then made his way to the house. He stopped by the doorstep and rang the doorbell. <laughs> Progress! His mother, opened Evolution. The, his mother opened the door and frowned down at Billy, who proceeded to walk in. Rewind. <laughs> Nice tuba. <laughs> That's the sound of a rewind. The bus drove down the lane. The sky was cloudy. There was no sight of the sun. The bus stopped right in front of Billy's house. He hopped off the bus carefully, not to miss a step and fall in his face, break his little skull and soil the clean sidewalk with his brains, then made his way to the house. He stopped by the doorstep and rang the doorbell. No response. Ring again. No response. He then realized the door was open... Two cops were inside, looking down at two dead bodies on the kitchen floor. The shit? (laughs) It's no point anymore. Jimmy stared at at the two dead bodies. He could not see their faces, and he did not want to to in case those were his. Now this is Jimmy. Oh, yeah, it's Jimmy now. Oh, excuse me, are you Jimmy? One of the cops asked who noticed Steve by the door. Is this like a multiple personality thing? Maybe. Steve nodded very slowly. The cop sighed and then said, We are so sorry about what happened. We'll try to find who did it, okay? The cop stared into Joshua's eyes, trying to comfort him with an arm around his shoulder. The other cop was scratching his head while inspecting the bodies. (laughs) Oh, you got a great line. (laughs) All right. I I gotta savor this. I gotta prepare for this, okay? It's like a dinosaur did it. Because <laughs> a cop would totally say that, right? Yeah. Cops are great at identifying <laughs> wounds made by animals that don't exist anymore. It does not get any better than this. Rewind. Oh, it's your turn, David. Oh, you are your Yeah, I just read it. Fuck. Rewind. It does not get any better than this. Rewind. This sucks. I need a drink. That's the story right there. This sucks. I need a drink. <laughs> what? Well, here's the thing. This is written by, credited to, The Wizard Experience starring Meds 2.0. That's what I would expect from yeah. someone by that moniker. What is this? I, this is a Jackson Pollock painting. It's under mental illnesses, beans, and weird. <laughs> well, weird is definitely the one I would sum this one under, that's for sure. Wait. Somebody who is mentally ill, I take offense to this. I, 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 I want to see what, what the what it's under, like the comments for this. Oh, yeah, comments. Comments, comments, comments. Always got to read Watch the comments. The... All right, here we go. <sighs> oh, are they going to explain this for us? I'd love to see interpretations of this. Caught confused with the names, however. Masterpiece. Masterpiece. Masterpiece Theater. Masterpiece Theater. Master Chief Adventures. Best name? That's just the comment. Best name. <laughs> Rob Walker. I'm a dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> Bastard. I'm a dinosaur. My name's not Rob Walker. Um, this sucks. I need a drink. Sucks out of drink. Oh, go to the long description. Apparently line. I got There's emailed one. about this comment. I'm also out of drinks and I still can't tell what this story is trying to do. 
Wait, the sequel has Arnold Schwarzenegger at the end? This is clearly a troll pasta applying delete tag now. Okay, so troll pasta, but still. But didn't get deleted. The nightmare. Okay, so here's okay. someone's explanation. The nightmare played off in his head again, like someone had just pressed the rewind button and played it again from the beginning. So is he just re-experiencing a nightmare over and over again? Are we, we going to read this explanation and then like we're going to be total idiots for not getting it? Soon? Well, it seemed like he's like he said the nightmare started to play again. It was like a thing. Rewinding. Protagonist has nightmare. Protagonist wakes up in a sweat and sees dinosaur. Dinosaur says they've been friends. Dinosaur and protagonist proceed to play together, seeming to form a friendship of sorts, presumably helped by the fact that he had been friends before. Protagonist goes to school, comes home, and different scenarios occur. Perhaps the dream plays out slightly different each time, or the protagonist dreams the end multiple times in one given session. In the former case, it's unclear what would make a dream a nightmare, so it would make sense for it to be a bit of the latter, unless the dream had occurred earlier, but not nearly as frightening, and as the child continued to dream it again and again, it only got considerably more gruesome. Protagonist wakes up in a sweat and sees dinosaur, and it's looping like this, maybe forever, rewinding, if you will, in the protagonist's head. The story would be then be kind of silly because it's the dream of a child, almost certainly a child that's not quite normal, but still a child. Thus, this nightmare has uh, still has the reminiscence of machinations of the mind of a child, and it goes on and on. Perhaps it's a part of the very end, simply the nightmare repeating, and of course the confusing style of writing. Its consistency is bizarre logic, but not only be easily explained by the fact that it's a dream, but also strengthen the idea from personal experience. It's uh, this one it plays out pretty accurate depiction of how dreams tend to work not my it, dreams no this is i think it, you know what i think maybe if this was all intentional i think the writer was trying to do something like try to make it dreamlike mm. and feel and maybe this I is feel utterly surreal like some dreams feel yeah, and but... you gotta admit it they they do accomplish it as a surreal i think if if it if if everything they're trying to do is intentional then they're they're at somewhere it does feel like it feels like um then they're almost this feels like avant-garde like just weird nonsense well that's the thing like i said it's a jackson pollock painting masquerading as a creepypasta yeah <laughs> involving a sombrero wearing dinosaur yeah because usually i'm totally I, I love surreal stuff but usually they're like i've always said this there's a method to this madness yes mm-hmm. and there's obviously some sort of method there it's just not quite tightened yet it's mm-hmm. like there it's there the surrealness i like the fact if, if, if again this is to say if what everything the writer is doing is intentional I then a good amount of it is yeah like if this like if it's all intentional i mean i know some of the grammar is kind of off but mm-hmm. that that's just grammar and it could have gone through another yeah look through but, but other then, than that but then again there's that weird thing where we go from he used ringed but then it is the right one ringed. in the next paragraph in, when it goes to rang yeah, yeah. So either this is brilliant or I mean I don't know how much clearly this was intentionally trying to be like uh, someone just being ridiculous because I mean the wizard experience starring meds (laughs) 2.0 is the name of the author but I think it was intentionally meant to be like a dream Mm -hmm. and be a surreal experience and I think it is a child maybe it is a person it could be an adult having these dreams because at the end it says screw this this sucks I'm getting a drink yeah and it's just him as a child remembering this. But it, the the change of names is kind of interesting, though. Yeah. Illuminati confirmed. It has the title of a troll pasta, but the atmosphere and weirdness of a creepypasta. What are you? <laughs> Hilarious. Hilarious and original. I mean... It's troll creepypasta. I, I can't see if it's a troll. I can't... 
I don't think it's a troll creepypasta. I don't think it's a troll pasta, definitely. Um, there is, like you said, there's a method in this madness. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's either, like you said, it's either it's, it is trying to create this surreal experience that just needs to be tightened up a little, or it is so fucking brilliant. It is so masterfully created, it has transcended any and all attempts to analyze it. But that even... <laughs> and I'm not saying that's a giving, likely position. I think I you're giving that too much credit, my friend. Yeah, because here's the thing. Even uh, the idea behind a, a clever, or sur- like a really good surreal story or surreal movie or whatever is the ability to... Uh, is the ability to interpret it, but come up with your own interpretation based off what you see. It doesn't have to be the same as what the author thinks, mm-hmm. but it should create discussion. Read a response theory. And I think this one possibly could have done that. It's just there are a couple weird elements to it. This actually, this is something I could, uh, like, that could be not an over, this could be less undercooked, and then maybe we could actually, like, fully analyze if given the time. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I feel like we almost give it too much credit in that regard. That's what I'm worried. That's what I'm worried about. That's why I say it's on the path to being a good surreal story. But it, there's just some things that need to be tightened or cleaned up. I'd say so. But I think it's on the path there. I mean, this has done done it better than a lot of surreal creepypastas that attempt to be surreal but really fuck up. It's kind yeah. of like the, there was one that I read, uh, that one where it's like, we're all dolls! And oh, they yes. never say it. And I'm like, I know what this is. They're all dolls. See, that's what I'm afraid we're doing here is that like the answer is just blindingly obvious, but we're those people in the comments going... I don't get it. Um, but they keep saying, seriously, though, is someone, is this, is there some hidden story of a disturbed child's traumatizing situation, or is it just a fucked up creepypasta from a child's perspective? Either way, this was brilliant. 10 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. 10 uh, out of 10. I think, I mean, this could develop some great discussion to be honest like to think why should the change of names why a dinosaur with a sombrero why these details why a dinosaur with a sombrero and why not a pterosaur with a stetson (laughs) that's the real question you know it's very stream of consciousness you could argue that too it's just stream of consciousness there will be entire college courses (laughs) devoted to the dissection and analyzation of this story they'll be called the wizard experience starring guys (laughs) 2.0 I think I honestly, um, I'm gonna give it a scrambled out of jambled. That's my rating system. Is that confusing? I'm going to give it a. I'm trying to think of a good one. <laughs> um, you could literally put any two words together, and it would know. apply because I, of the story. I know, but I'm trying to. I'm actually got a. I actually got a, a specific one. Tidelands. Out of Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. <laughs> I'm, I, I wanted to do two um, uh, Terry Gilliam films. Because <laughs> it's like, if we're going to go surreal here. There you I, go. I give this a... Hmm, i trying to think of like a paleontology-themed analysis. Even though this story could not have anything to do with dinosaurs if it tried. Um <laughs> I'm going to go with Feathers Out of Jurassic World. <laughs> there you go. But now we have to do the proper food, um, uh, Italian food 
um, uh, score rating. If I were to give rating. if I were to give this an Italian food rating, I think this is like. This is somebody throwing spaghetti at the wall. No! You know what? I I think this is like someone tried to make something fucking weird and you're looking at like, I know this, someone just came up with this on the spot, or not on the spot. This is something that I've never tasted before and it looks really fucking weird and then you taste it and it's like, it's okay. There could be better, this could be better. And Mm. they, but at least it's not, it's fucking weird, but... (laughs) It's late at night. You're hungry. You're craving, <laughs> I don't know, some pizza? Pickled herring? I don't know. Uh, you, want it, you want something weird. And you go out, and you the only place open is like that weird vegan place that's also <laughs> gluten-free. And uh, What do they serve? <laughs> they serve you this. Grass? <laughs> okay, this. And you eat it, and you're like, I'm not sure how I feel about it. Like, it wasn't bad per se, but as you're walking out, you kind of feel your stomach flip-flopping a little bit, and you spend the next, like, hour or so wondering if it if, if it's just the fact that you're recovering from midnight hunger pangs or if you're going to upchuck. Oh, shit. Is this going to give you, like, explosive diarrhea in three hours? No, no, it, that's the thing. It never does. It eventually settles, but you, you're left feeling kind but of you're just afraid like, it will. what did I just eat? Yeah. Like, Nothing nothing bad happens, but nothing good happens. You wonder mm-hmm. if you just basically ate the equivalent of styrofoam. You, you wonder if, like, was there squid ink in this, or... Squid ink? I'm not sure what the fuck I just ate, but it's not... Yeah, but it, it wasn't bad, but it's interesting. I'll give it that. <laughs> That's true. Like, again, you know, there's always this, this statement, like, the worst possible thing... <laughs> a piece of art can be is unremarkable. Mm-hmm. Like, you either want to be Citizen Kane or you want to be the room. You never want to be in between. <laughs> um, and this is definitely accomplishing that in, in some way where, like, we have... Like, remember... Oh, God. Um, remember when you guys did the Fright House Screamers stream? Mm-hmm. And like, we just, like, forgot everything that happened at the end of that. Oh, there yeah. There was, like, nothing remarkable about that story at all. It no. was just bad and bland. And, yeah. No, there was enough about Happy Appy that was memorable, but Fright House Screamer was just kind of like, okay, what? Mm, okay. Like, the only and we thing, just moved on. The yeah. only thing memorable about it was, oh, yeah, I, I've i been to those locations. That was the only... <laughs> like, you've been to Lizzie Borden house. I have. So, there you go. I am Lizzie Borden. I'm not Lizzie Borden. That that that. She's honor... lying. She's actually totally Lizzie Borden. No, that honor belongs to Christina Ricci. <laughs> Thank you for laughing at that. I didn't get it, but other people make me laugh. <laughs> there you go. Other human beings make me laugh. Other. What am I talking about? Other. Other. That's right. Other. Well, you know, you've you've never heard a voice like that from any other. What? The dinosaur had a voice that sounded like... Oh, oh, right, right. He's the most human-y voice of any human that ever humaned. So that said, <laughs> I think we'll go ahead and bow out here. Prasicor. Yes? Where, what do you do and where can people find your stuff? I don't do anything and you can't find me anywhere. Um, that's not true. Well, it's kind of true. Um, you can check out my YouTube channel at Prasicor on YouTube. Follow me on Twitter at Prasicor. That's P-R-A-S-O-K-O-U-R. For those of you wondering about the etymology, which I know you all are, um, it is supposedly the ancient Greek word for creature, but that comes from the internet, so take that with a grain of salt. Um, I write stories and narrate them, and you can judge those for yourself, whether or not they're crap or whether or not they're shit. Um, (laughs) I 
also have other stuff I do on there that's kind of like art related and and shit and shit. What about you two? What do you do? Who Nothing. are you people? I do. Now you're Why the are you the in my loss. hotel room? Get out of my room. Okay. All right. We'll see you later. Security. Bye. Bye, Patrick. Bye. Jackasses. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.